All right, if you have your Bibles, keep them handy with you tonight. Amen. We were talking this morning about the three baptisms. Now, we know the Bible tells us one Lord, one faith, one baptism. We know that the only baptism in water is in Jesus' name. We went through that strongly this morning. And we know that the Bible tells us whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus. We know that. Now, then we talked about the, the first baptism being a baptism that man does. Remember that John the Baptist said that I verily baptize you with water, but there cometh one after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose, and he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Not the Holy Ghost and fire in the same, in the same scenario, but as two separate baptisms and to submerse or to uh, to cover in. And so uh, that's, uh, that's what we're talking about is the baptism by water, which man does, baptizes you in the water in the name of Jesus Christ. And there's so much into that, but we talked about that earlier today. Then we talked secondly about the second, the second uh, baptism, which is the baptism of the Holy Ghost as not being an automatic scenario that takes place. Now, I believe that if a person wants it, a person desires it, they're going to get it because the Bible says it's a promise, period. And so uh, the Bible, it's a gift. I don't believe it's something you need to beg for. Uh, I just don't, I'm just not a believer in that. It's a gift. Uh, sometimes you need to, to break through and press through, but if you're, if you're having to beg for it, then there's an issue uh, there's an issue that needs to be resolved. Uh, but anyway, nevertheless, uh, the Bible tells us that you need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And you can enter into the kingdom of God being born of the water and of the Spirit. But let me tell you something. You, that's the calling. That's the calling. Okay? That's the calling. But let me tell you something, that ain't the choosing. That ain't the choosing. That's the calling, but that ain't the choosing. How are we chosen? In the furnace of affliction. Okay, now, here we're going to enter into part two of the three baptisms. So we've covered the water baptism in Jesus' name. We've covered the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So many things in the Holy Ghost. All the operations of the Spirit are through the Holy Ghost. You must have the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to tell you, it's not an automatic thing. Before we go on into this third part here, it's not an automatic thing. The Bible tells us that there shall be signs following them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Praise God. And the Bible goes on down there in verse 20. It says, and they went preaching abroad, or whatever. I'm paraphrasing here. It said, the Lord working with them. The Lord working with them. 
and confirming the word with signs following. It's a confirmation of the Holy Ghost. There's going to be some evidence, and I'm not just talking about just a kindred spirit. No. There's a lot of heathens that have a kindred spirit. Doesn't mean you have the Holy Ghost just because you feel nicer. No. Doesn't mean just because you say you, you're, you accept Jesus that you got the Holy Ghost and, and, uh, and, and, you know, you just feel all warm and fuzzy inside. No. There's going to be some signs following. Amen. Amen. Now, okay, now we're going into the third part here. And the third part is baptism in the fire. Baptism in the fire. So we have water baptism, baptism in the Holy Ghost, and baptism in the fire. All right, now, as we said, Isaiah 48, 10, how are we chosen? He said, I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. Praise God. As we have said many times before, looked at many, many times before, we're going to look at some scriptures here tonight. Now, 2 Peter 4.12 says this, Beloved, think it not strange, the fiery trial that is to try you, as though some strange thing has happened unto you. Now, I want to take a little side note here. Okay. Now, I want you to notice something here, too. I know people have some kind of difficulty sometimes because I've heard people pronounce it fiery, not knowing whether or not it's fiery, but I'm telling you it's fiery. It's not fiery. And so I'm going to show you that same word in some other scriptures that will tell you that it's fiery, fiery trial that is to try you. Here, if you look and see, here are some other Here's some other scriptures, but a certain fear for looking for of judgment and fiery indignation. It's the same exact words, F-I-E-R-Y, fiery indignation. Above all, taking the shield of faith, whereby you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts, F-I-E-R-Y, darts. So that word fiery is not fiery, it's fiery. Fiery, fiery, okay? Now, and that word means heat. It means intense Let's take a look and see. Let's take and see what the what the meaning of it is here. Okay. Now, fiery trial. Okay. Here, ignition. It says 
smelting uh, configuration, calamity as a test, burning trial. See that burning trial? That's what the word means. Here's the Greek definition, smelting. Burning trial, so it's a fiery trial, okay? It's, you know, so anyway, just for just a little side note there. Okay. Now, think it not strange, the fiery trials that are to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. What is it to do? It is to try you. That which is to try you. (laughs) It's a test, folks. It's a test. And Sister Gwen, if you will run right over there to... Well, you can actually walk real quick through the Word. If you'll go over there to Jeremiah 17... Turn over there. Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17. Y'all know where I'm heading right now. Jeremiah 17. All right, look at verse 9. Now, I'm going I'm to go through it with you here. Uh huh. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, the heart is deceitful above all things, and it's desperately wicked. We know that. But now listen to what the Lord says here. Yeah, but I, the Lord, next scripture. Oh, wait a minute. What was that? He said, I, the Lord, search the heart. I, Try the reins. Okay? Now look at what it says here. He says, uh, uh, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. Which is to what you? Try you. I, the Lord, search heart. I try the reins. See? And according to the fruit of his doings. See that? See, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. Now, the Bible tells uh, tells us that many are called. Actually, all are called. But few chosen. You know why that is? Because lots of people can go through them first two baptisms. But this is the final baptism. This is it. The third one's the final baptism. And you'll have to make this one too to get in. Because this is how you're chosen. I mean, it's like going through the three segments. You go through the first one, you can go through the second one. But lots of people can't make that third one. Because they like to be of the impression that long as you, uh, and long as you, uh, 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 you know, uh, come and serve Jesus, everything's just going to start coming up roses. Oh, oh man. Woo! <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I don't know what you're serving, but, man, that ain't what, I, that ain't what I've been through. Oh, no. <laughs> Let me tell you. 
There's a fire everybody's got to walk through. Every one of us. And now the Bible, doesn't the Bible say something along the lines of any man that will live godly shall what? Huh. Amen. Look at 2 Timothy 3.12. That's where you're going to find that. Then we're going to go right over here and we're going to take a look. We're going to take a look at a whole other scripture. Now, uh, now, sister, sister Regina, would you get me Psalms thirty-four nineteen? Psalms thirty-four nineteen. What's that say? No, the one that you just had there. Any man that will live godly shall suffer persecution. You're going to suffer. Just like... In Christ Jesus. You see that? Notice that. In Christ Jesus. That word in means into, or it's a preposition. It is a inside, as a, as a set place. There's some other we're going to look at here in a minute too. Okay, Psalms 34.19 says what? 34.19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Of the who? Many are the afflictions. It doesn't say of the, of the heathens. It says of the righteous. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Remember what uh, uh, Moses said over there. The Bible says in Hebrews about Moses, it said that he choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Amen. If you can't go through the fire, folks, you can't go. You just can't go. Now, let's take a close look here at what the Lord talks about going through the fire. Go over with me to Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 13 says this in verse 7. Now listen to what the Lord says here. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, and against the man that is my fellow. Now it ain't talking about some enemy. It said against his shepherd. It didn't say against the shepherd. It said against the man 
that says against my shepherd. This ain't a punishment for the shepherd. He said, awake, O sword, against my shepherd and the man that is my fellow. That word fellow right there means comrade or kindred man in the Hebrew. The Lord is turning his hand on the church and on the shepherd. He's smiting the shepherd to get to the sheep. He's smiting the shepherd to smite the sheep. Listen to what he says. Against the man that is my fellow, saith the Lord of hosts, smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered. And I will turn mine hand upon the little ones. Didn't say he'd put his hand on them. He said he'd turn his hand on them. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Let me tell you something. Daddy will smack you to see what you're going to do. Smite you and take you down. This is the beginning of the baptism of the fire. He said, I will turn mine hand upon the little ones. And it shall come to pass that in all the land, saith the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die. Now let me tell you something. Understand when you're reading this here, all of them are cut off. He's smiting the shepherd and all the sheep are going to scatter. Not just some of them. They all scattered. And he said he would turn his hand upon all them little ones. And he said... Two parts therein will be cut off and die. All of them's cut off, but two parts of them die from it. And it doesn't mean they just go out there and fall over dead. They fall away from the church, from the flock. They leave the fold. They fall away because they're cut off. Those are the ones that serve the Lord when it's happy time. How many of you know some happy time Christians? Ooh, I love Jesus. I love the Lord. Ooh, I just dropped some hundreds there. No, you can have them. I got more. I love Jesus. Jesus is good. I'll tell you, Jesus is so good. He's so good. Woo, look at all that money. God's good. Money dries up. Jesus who? I ain't gonna got time to go to no church. If he wanted me to go to church, he put me back in that Cadillac. Get me out of this car with these May Pop tires on it. I mean, he, you know, I need to get to church faster than I do, so I ought to be driving a Ferrari. There's a lot of them out there who want to tell you how good Jesus is when they're dancing around on a mountaintop. But when God knocks the entire mountain out from them, they find themselves in the valley. You ain't gonna hear nothing about Jesus. That's some of them two thirds, two thirds of them that are cut off. Lord cuts them off, and they die. Mm-hmm. And He said they cut off and die. 
but the third part shall be left therein. They're the ones that say, I look to the hills from which cometh my help. Praise God. They're the ones that say, I can't see him, but I know it's coming. Because the word says, he'll never leave me, nor forsake me. And there's people up there saying, why don't you just curse God and die? He ain't coming after you. God ain't real. Look what he's done to you. Why, if he loved you, he'd be treating you better. What kind of father is that that would treat his children like that? The Lord said, He whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. Man, if you ain't getting no whipping, you need to get very scared because when Jesus loves you, praise God, you're going to get some whipping sometime because Daddy ain't trying to get you across the road. He's trying to get you all the way home. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. For mothers and fathers that whip your tail. That's what's wrong with this country today. I praise God for a mama that tore my behind up many a time. I praise God for a mama that said, you're going to church. Ain't no question about where you're going to get yourself in there and you get ready right now. What do you mean looking like a heathen? Get you, you go in there and put some clothes on. Get ready for church. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, Oh, here comes the good part. Woo! He said, And I, He said, I will bring the third part through the fire. Woo! Hallelujah! There's the baptism in the fire. Hallelujah! He didn't throw you in the pit. He said, I will bring them through. He didn't say, I'll bring them into the fire. He said, I'll bring them through the fire. Praise God. Woo! And he said, what are you going through the fire for? Here it tells you right here. It says, and I will refine them as silver is refined. Hallelujah. It takes heat to burn all that nonsense off of us. Hallelujah. Woo! Praise God. What would you hit me so hard for, Jesus? He said, iron sharpened as iron, son. you got a hard head. <laughs> I hit you like to jarred my teeth out. <laughs> yeah. I know I know them angels can't wait for me to get home. They gotta be tired. <laughs> they gotta be tired. God, can't you send somebody else? Lord, me again? Man, what did I lose something up here that I <laughs> did I did I get the short straw again? Y'all messing with me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't be laughing, brother, because you know what they're probably up there saying is that the Lord probably saying, which one you want? You want him or Chris? <laughs> They probably saying, ain't there some other ones to choose from? <laughs> Amen. Now, I will refine them as silver is refined. And I will what? I will what? I will try them. 
as gold is tried. Hallelujah. They, who, the ones he bringing through the fire, they shall call on my name. Hallelujah. And I will hear them. Hallelujah. And I will say, it is my people. Hallelujah. And they shall say, the Lord, Hamakiah. Woo! He's my God. The Lord is my God. Hallelujah. Oh, I tell you what. Daddy may whip me good sometimes, but he's my king. I love him. Hallelujah. And I appreciate him. I appreciate his wisdom. I appreciate his chastening hand. Hallelujah. When Daddy whips me, I know he loves me. And I know I'm still in. Praise God. I know I'm still in this thing. Hallelujah. Woo! Any attentions from God's good attention means He's watching. Hallelujah. What scares me is if I don't feel Him. That's when I get scared. As long as I can see Him standing there tapping His foot going, hmm. I'm like, oh, 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 no. Come on. That's <laughs> all. You know, eventually it gets to where all he's got to do is look at you. <laughs> like he's talking about that. They just look at you like, you're like, never mind, Lord. I, 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 I no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, he just look at you like, you going to do what? No, no, I'm not doing nothing, Lord. I, I was just trying to get over here, Lord, because I'm fixing to spend some more time in prayer today. <laughs> yeah. Amen. <laughs> I went to turn the TV on the other day, and the Lord said, He just kind of, just kind of gave me, just gave me a thought. You gonna do what? I might turn that TV off. I went right on into my office. I closed that door. I turned on my music, and I went to pray and praise God. And uh, then I went to study and hallelujah. I tell you, man, God has a way of reaching His people. Hallelujah. But let me tell you something. Yeah, He whips me. Yeah, He gives me the once over many times in my life. And I'll tell you right now, though, man, when I call Him, hallelujah, I know He's there. He may not move when I want Him to move, but I'm going to tell you something. He's there. He's my God. Praise God. And I'm His Son. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that I know right well. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so, church, beloved, beloved, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial that is to try you as though some strange, crazy thing happened unto you. It's part of it. It's the baptism in the fire. Praise God. How many of you ever have heard it like that? That's the truth. Can you see it? Stuff like that rocks my world. I mean, stuff like that rocks me, praise God. Now, <laughs> the Bible says, many are called, but few chosen. And then he says over in Isaiah 48.10, I have chosen thee. 
in the furnace of affliction. You know why? You know why? That I am where I am today. I mean, besides me being incredibly great. Lord, I'm, I'm just a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, Father. You know, I'm going to give them the rest of the story. It ain't got nothing to do with how great I am. It's how great He is. But I'm going to tell you something it does have to do with. It's how faithful I am. It ain't how good I am, because there's none good but Him. But I am faithful. And let me tell you something. God smote the shepherd, and the sheep were scattered. And I'm going to tell you, I walked through some fire for a long time. But man, I kept on plowing. I plowed fields when my blades fell plumb off. <laughs> hey, me and the mule. Mule probably looking back at me going, Why, wow, you quite possibly the dumbest individual I've ever seen. You trying to plow this with me and nothing. you know what? I didn't look back. I'd put my hand to the plow. Amen. He said, any man having put his hand to the plow looking back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Don't look back. Yesterday's gone. I mean, it's today and tomorrow. Praise the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, church, he's faithful. He's faithful. Sometimes his timing sure don't seem like our timing, does it? But I want to tell you, he's faithful. And he is not about to walk out on you, so don't walk out on him. Just about that time you think it's the darkest it could possibly be, dawn is right around the corner because the darkest hour is just before the dawn. Amen. And let me tell you something, folks. God don't need your methods. He said His ways are so much higher than our ways, His thoughts and our our thoughts. Who can know them? I mean, man, he can, he can turn it. He can have a fish walk up to your door and smack it with a fin. <laughs> he come to the door, he can look at you and say, what up? <laughs> yeah, talking fish too. He could talk and say, listen, the Lord told me to just ease over here and give you a check. Here you go. Yeah. Uh, I taste good, yeah. <laughs> but you can't eat me. 
<laughs> That's right. I'm telling you, God can do it. But how many of you, just like me, try to figure out what he's going to do next? We're always trying to figure out his method. <laughs> how many of you ever thought, now, Lord, this right here worked just nicely? Yeah, but see, that ain't necessarily God's way. His way will work better because His way has a long-term plan in mind and He knows what's down the road. Amen. Many are called, few are chosen, and that's because two-thirds don't make it through that fire. When they're cut off at the very beginning of the fire, they fall away. And I've seen it happen so many times. I've seen people walk away right in the middle of a blessing. I mean, bunch of times. Bunch of times. I had a woman that was just come close to death every, every, about every day, having seizures. And the Lord told me, I mean, we had so many healings going on at the church, it was just, it was just unbelievable. And I told... I told her, you need to come to the church. There's a healing for you there. She was having seizures every day. Ambulance was there every day. And uh, finally, long story short, she came. God healed her just like that. She never had another seizure. They stopped right there. And I mean, this girl had epilepsy her whole life. Stopped right there. For about eight weeks, she didn't have another seizure. But she only made two services, and she quit. Two services over a couple of weeks. No seizures or nothing, but she, she quit coming. And about eight weeks later, she started having them again. I don't know if she may have died from them at this point. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's been a long time ago. But I've seen people that even on their deathbed seem like they would rather die and make a commitment to God. Now I'm telling you, I've seen it myself personally. Brother McAmos was talking one time. He said, "Man, he said, and, and he 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 just had this lady here. She, he had a healing for this lady. He knew he did. You know, he'd heard from God on it. It's hard to describe it when you hear it. You hear it. I mean, you know, you just know that you know. And said." He went. He said, "Come here, sister. I got a healing for you." She said, "Oh no, no, you don't. No, you ain't touching me." She said, "What?" He said, "I'm telling you, as sure as I'm standing here, you're gonna get a healing." She says, "I don't doubt it a bit, but you ain't fixing to lay your hands on me, preacher, because the minute you heal me, I lose my check." He looked at that woman and said, "What?" She said, "Yeah, I lose my check." Uh-uh. <laughs> God forbid. I talked to a man up here at Tomball Hospital. Was in intensive care. They was fixing to pull the plug on him. He was on his way out. Had him hooked up to all kinds of stuff. Laying there, getting stuff down his throat and nose and everything. Didn't know his wife from Adam. They called me up there to pray for him. So I met him up there, and I went up to pray for him. 
Here he is laying in the bed, dying from emphysema or whatever, and he was on his last leg, and they were going to pull the plug on him. And uh, I talked to him there for a second. I said, I said, buddy, I said, if the Lord heals you, brings you up out of that bed, will you serve him for the rest of your life? He looked at me, and he raised his hand and went like this. Meaning, I don't know. Let me think about it. I just looked at him. I just backed away, just beginning to pray. So I began to talk to him for a little bit. And I went back, and I said, Sir, I said, if the Lord heals you, will you go to church and will you serve him for the rest of your life? And he finally looked at me and he said, shook his head, yes. I said, all right. I said, then I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to anoint you with oil. And I said, in three days, you're going home. But when you go home, don't you forget, don't you forget what you committed to do. Okay. I laid hands on him, anointed him with oil, prayed for him. Three days later, he went home. I got a report. He was home. They took The next day, they took all the stuff off of him. The doctor said, we don't know what's happened. All the tests came back great. He went home. I said, well, good. Praise God. Never did see him at church. Lord said, call him, send word. So I did. I sent word through one of the ladies at the church at that time who she had a, her friend, that was her husband. And I said, you need to, uh, I said, is he going to church? She said, no, no, but he's doing good. I said, you need to tell him he needs to get in church. Well, he's doing good, Pastor. I said, well, that's good. You need to tell him to get in church. Another week or two went by. Lord said, tell him to get in church. So I, I called them again. I said, is he in church? No. I said, you need to tell that man to get in church. Another week went by or so, and the Lord said, you tell him if he don't get in church, I'm going to kill him. So I said, well, okay. I called up and I told him, I said, I'm telling you, you better tell that man to get in church or he's fixing to die. Well, Pastor, he's doing great. I mean, he just went to the doctor today, and the doctor gave him a perfect bill of health. He's doing terrific. He's just absolutely doing perfect, doing wonderful. I said, all right. All right. The next day, she called me. He dropped dead just like that. He's walking across the floor and dropped dead just like that, dropping his tracks, dropped dead right there. I'm telling you right now, church, you got to watch that commitment. But people would rather die sometimes than serve God. And that's a fact. That's a fact. It's 
it's just strange how that the enemy has so filled their mind with hate for the notion that they may have to serve God. Commit. We live in a land of absolutely no commitment to anything or anybody. Now, I want to talk to you about a slightly different fire. Amen. Now, we've talked about the three baptisms. We've talked about that baptism in the fire. And I'm going to talk to you and give you a little preface on something we need to keep alive, get alive, and keep alive in the church. Amen. And that is the power of the Holy Ghost, the fire of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. When a fire starts, why it starts small, usually, unless it's a big explosion or something, usually it starts small. Maybe it's a little strike of lightning or something like that, but them fires out in California, y'all have heard about them a lot. Every year there's usually some great big out-of-control forest fires out there. And it's strange, usually about that times when Brother Chris seems to go down there and didn't come back real soon. <laughs> I'm just speaking, brother. <laughs> I'm just speaking on you, brother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Nice try, brother. <laughs> Good recovery. Amen. But, you know, I, we're talking along those lines, actually. But, you know, it usually starts small. But I want to tell you something. When you got a little fire, you got to protect it if you want to keep it burning. Because when it's a little bitty fire, did you know somebody could just walk up and step it out? How many of you have ever done that? Had a little fire going in your place you wanted your fire but how I many you got to guard that thing and then you know sometimes a little ember will come out there and it'll catch something on fire the grass you just walk up there and with a small you stomp it out i used to have a neighbor he was an older fella in tennessee and he would burn his yard off every year and every year here comes the fire department because he started out by himself out there, and he tried to keep control of it. But before long, it just got out of control. And he'd have to call the fire department in, and they'd have to come put it out every single year. Because he'd get out of control. But now when a fire's small, it can easily be put out. So when you have a small fire, you have to protect it. In the house of God, you got to protect it. And then there's a time you need to fan the flames. Pray God, because let me tell you something. A fire needs kindling from time to time. If it looks like it's going out, you got to stir that fire up a little bit. Amen? It ain't no different with us. How many of you know you can let your fire go out? Amen? 
That's what we were talking about this morning. Remember that? Because let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you about a little spark that happened in about eight or ten different people last weekend. And the devil's had all week and all of his troops been pouring water on it trying to put it out. But I know he didn't have it out as of last Sunday night because they were still talking about the fire going on inside of them. That was what was driving them. But now let me tell you something, church. If you'll protect that flame long enough and you stoke that flame long enough, you poke it around long enough, you blow on it long enough, and you keep the wind off of it, just too much wind, just enough, you got to really take care of it. But if you'll put your time in to keeping your little fire burning and burning brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and everybody brings their fire together, let me tell you something. There's going to come a point that the devil ain't got a prayer. He can't put it out because there's this thing called a fire storm. Hallelujah. That takes place. Now, let me tell you, when them Santa Ana winds get to blowing and that fire gets to, gets to pumping up there and it's really burning, let me tell you, man, they go into the scramble mode because they have got to get this fire out because there's a place that's the point of no return and then it's too late then it ain't a matter trying to put it out then it's a matter trying to get people out of the way of it because it's going to burn everything it touches and that's called a firestorm that's what i'm after Amen. And in order to get to that firestorm, it's going to take every individual fire burning as bright as you can get. And it'll take on, praise God, because the wind of the Holy Ghost, praise God, will kindle that flame, praise God, and it'll begin to burn. Now, let me tell you something. When it gets burning bright enough, it'll feed itself. (laughs) This right here... Tells you about a firestorm. Past one, is there two there? Let, let me tell you. Now, don't get ahead of me on this. I know y'all try to read it real quick. Get all ahead of me. But don't get ahead of me. Here you go, mama. Oh. I think you got two there, honey. Matter of fact, I'm just about sure of it. Huh? You don't? Must be losing my mind. Let me see that. Take my word. Wow, man, that felt just felt thicker for some reason. Everybody got one? Okay, now let's look and see what it says here. A firestorm up at the top is a conflagration which attains such intensity that it creates and sustains its own wind system. It is most commonly a natural phenomenon created during some of the largest bushfires or bush fires, forest and wildfires. The Black Saturday bushfires, the Great uh, uh, Pastigo fire, and the Ash Wednesday fires are examples of firestorms. That is following the 1906 San Francisco earthquake. Firestorms can also be deliberate effects of targeted explosives such as occurred as a result of the serial bombings of Hamburg, Dresden, Tokyo, and the atomic bombing of Hiroshima. Now, go down where it says the mechanism. 
a firestorm is created as a result of the stack effect as the heat of the original fire draws in more and more of the surrounding air. (laughs) This draft can be quickly increased if a low-level jet stream exists over or near the fire. As the updraft mushrooms, strong, gusty winds develop around the fire directly inward, which supply the fire with additional air. This would seem to prevent the firestorm from spreading on the wind. But the tremendous turbulence also creates causes, created causes the strong surface inflow winds to change direction erratically. This wind shear is capable of producing small tornadoes or dust devil-like circulations called fire whirls, which can also dart around to radically damage or destroy houses and buildings and quickly spread the fire to areas outside the central area of the fire. I want to tell you something, church. Uh, praise God, it says a firestorm may also develop into a mesocyclone and in- induced True tornadoes, probably this is true for the Pastigo fire. The greater draft of the fire, a firestorm draws in greater quantities of oxygen, which significantly increase combustion, thereby also substantially increasing the production of heat. The intense heat of a firestorm manifests largely as radiated heat, infrared radiation, which ignites flammable materials at a distance ahead of the fire itself. Let me tell you about some apostles that had a firestorm going on in their life. Praise God. The Bible says that Peter's shadow healed people. Praise God. I mean that the very clothes, pieces of clothing from Paul healed and brought back people from the dead. Church, if we can get this fire burning out of control, praise God, which takes commitment, praise God, it takes absolute, uh, 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 you have to really watch what you're doing and keep your fire burning as brightly as possible. Keep them tapes in the CD player, praise God. Keep the Bible before your eyes, hallelujah. Keep yourself in prayer, praise God. And if you will continue to do these things, praying in the Holy Ghost, encouraging yourself, praise God, in the Holy Ghost. Oh, let me tell you, when it gets burning out of control, praise God, people can't help but catch fire in your presence. Hallelujah. I mean, when you walk into the room, praise God, I mean, the Holy Ghost just starts setting people ablaze. That's what we're after. Praise God. That things out in front of us, things out from the central part of the fire begin to take hold and begin to burn. Praise God. Besides the enormous, no, what it says here, let's look at what it says. Let me tell you, let me tell you about the intensity of it. Radiated heat from the fire can melt asphalt, metal, and glass and turn street tarmac into flammable hot liquid. The very high temperatures replicated the condition, replicate the conditions of a smelting furnace. Where anything that might possibly burn does so readily and until the firestorm runs out of fuel. There comes a place where 
then the devil ain't going to, there ain't no way in the world he can put it out any longer because it's burning too bright. So he turns his attention to getting people out of the way and trying to get them away from the church, trying to get them out of the service, trying to get them away before you ask them to come to the house of God where they get caught on fire too. Let me tell you, there comes a time where they turn their attention, these firefighters in California and other places, they turn their attention away from fighting the fire. Their only concern at this point is to get people out of its way because no matter what happens, whatever's in front of it's going to burn. Whatever's in its path is going to burn. It's going to catch fire and burn. So the only alternative is to get people out of the way of it. And that's what the devil does. When we get burning like that, when you get a firestorm burning in your life of the Holy Ghost, praise God, you're going to start seeing the devil trying to move people out of your path because he don't want them catching fire. He's trying to put that fire out. But once he can't no longer put it out, he'll just start trying to move people out of your way. Amen. The Bible tells us that we need to encourage ourselves. We need to renew ourselves. The Bible tells us over there in the book of Jude. <clears throat> the Bible tells us, but ye beloved, building up your, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, this is talking about praying in, that word E-N, which is in the Holy Ghost. It's not necessarily talking about praying in tongues here. It's talking about praying while in the Holy Ghost. Just as the word, same word used when it says he that's in Christ has put on Christ. Yes. Amen. See? That's right. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff, isn't it? Right. Amen. Isn't that good stuff, isn't it? Yeah, praise God. When the Lord just kind of shows, He says, see? Amen. Church, we got a good thing going on here. And we need to the Bible says increase more and more. And we're increasing. And you know what my prayer's been? You know, I used to pray. How many of you know you learn things through the years? Yeah, well, you're supposed to. Yeah, right. We are dealing with me, though, so. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm talking about me. <laughs> You know, you're supposed to learn. But I'm going to tell you what I've been praying for. And you know, since I started really target praying that, along came Sister Regina. Along came Sister Sharon. Praise God. Sister Beverly. I said, God, 
send me some hungry people. I'm not interested in nobody who wants to play. We have a good time. We cut up and have a good time. There ain't nothing wrong with having a good time. In ca- I'm going to tell you what I was thinking about that yesterday. I was just thinking, or today, I was thinking, I said, you know, and I said, yeah, you know, Lord, if you didn't have a sense of humor, we wouldn't have a sense of humor because we're made in his likeness. So I know he's got a sense of humor, and I know he laughs. I know he has joy. He's God. Amen? And you know he's got to laugh looking at us, some of the crazy stuff we do sometimes. You know, I mean, how many of you look at your own children and just laughed and thought, <laughs> you know, this thing, or, or you know, but, I, you know, I said, Lord, don't send me no bunch of game players. Don't send me no bunch of tares amongst this wheat. Send me some people, God, that have a hunger. Lord, that really want to get a hold of you, that don't want to play, that ain't playing church. Send me some people, God, that's serious. Send me some people, Jesus, that want to make a commitment. Send me some people, Jesus, that want to help me fight this fight. Send me some people, Jesus, that will get in here and hold on and, and help and, and become a part of the family, praise God, and help us to fight this fight. Amen. And praise God. He's doing it. Amen. I tell you, one solid soldier to me is worth 10000 Otherwise, I wouldn't trade the ones that's sitting in this church right now for every church building full of people in this in this country. I promise you that. I wouldn't do it. Amen. I love every one of you, and I'm proud God sent you to this church. Amen. We've got a great family here. We've got a great work going on for God here. And I want your prayers to be the same. I want you to yoke up with me in that prayer. God, send us some hungry soldiers because without the hunger, there's no feeding. He said, blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. See? So we need that hunger. Don't let your hunger fall out. Don't let that hunger dissipate. Man, take what you have and give it to somebody else. And God will fill you back up. But until you take what you have and give it to somebody else, God ain't going to give you no more. See? So take what you hear and learn and help somebody else to hear it and learn it. And God will continue to fill you. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Stand with me tonight.